insane. How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig Crumb. Mike, how are you? Doing good, man. It's it's that time. It's that time of year. And so a lot of, lot of work, but man, it is, it's fun. Yeah, Mike, you know, before we get into it, let, remind the people they can find you on Twitter, sir. At CD Piglet, guys, nice and easy. Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Mike, here we are, our fourth annual Cowboys mock draft. Can you believe this is our fourth year? You know, this is the first episode of season four, but can you believe we're heading into year four of this podcast, man? Yeah, our first one was the CD Lamb year, huh? Yes. It's insane. CD Lamb, Trayvon Diggs in that draft, then Micah Parsons. Now in that uh, draft. Huh? And that that was a good draft too. Oh yeah. And then Tyler Smith and Sam Williams and Bland. Like ever since we came on, we kind of been killing drafts. I'm just saying, maybe they're watching and taking note. You're welcome, Will McClay. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure he watches the pod religiously, Mike. Oh yeah. They talk about it all the time. When he comes on the uh the break with Nick Eatman and them, they're like, Yeah, you guys need to talk to uh to them at the Across the Cowboys podcast. Thank you, yeah. Mr. Mr. Will McClay. I want to say something so bad, but it's it it's gonna spoil something else. So I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. But man, you know, I, I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that there was a guest that's gonna come on, and I still think they're gonna come on, but you know, it's they did they didn't come on to to do a to do an episode like I had planned, but man, I really think that would have been a, a shocker to not not just to you, but to, to the audience as well. That's all right. We can still have them come on. Maybe maybe they can discuss the draft and you know what we have to do going forward. You know, instead yeah. of just uh, with a mock draft. You know, but I imagine, man, people that like you know from the draft show and things like that. I'm sure those people get tired of like doing mock drafts, honestly. And talking about it and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's definitely somebody from a draft show then. So I'm, I'm curious, Mike, do you have, uh, you know, I'm going off script here, but looking back, I mean, I do remember that first episode. We were like, uh, you know, of course, doing our mock draft. And you had mentioned on the show that like, we, of course, we had our like picks that we thought it was going to be. And then you, you, you had said, you know, CD Lamb is there. We're going to take him. And, you know, that's exactly what happened, man. That, that's kind of crazy to think about. It's funny because when we did the dream draft, we told everybody, like, we're trying to make it kind of realistic. We're not going to just say C.D. Lamb because if he's there, we're going to draft him, but he's not going to be there. Yeah. And then we're all watching, like, I remember when it started, uh, every tweet, Chase on, I want to chase on the edge. Yes, yeah. And I'm like, just nobody take Chase on. I really like this kid. And I know he hasn't done anything for the Jags, it might have been different for us. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like he may not have been happy. He may not have been in the right system. He may not have been coached up right. We don't know. You know, it's that easy in the NFL, the difference between busting and, and being a guy. And, like, I'm counting him down, and then we start going, and I'm like, wait, wait, no, 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 wait. Nobody takes C.D. Lamb. Like, I, I, I didn't want us to get there, and C.D. Lamb's there, and we take Chase on, and everybody blames me for saying come on chase on the whole time so i switched it up in like the last three picks and was like take cd lamb 
Dude, I will never forget how loud I screamed when we selected CD Lamb, dude. That it was, was insane. It was one of those all-time moments, and he's been excellent. But last year was the that the old school third-year leap that that a lot of receivers are skipping now. Yeah. But that when you have an Amari Cooper and a Gallup, and and you got to work yourself in and everything. Man, did he take that leap? He's one of the best now coming into this season. He's one of the easily top 10 receivers in this league. Absolutely. It's funny you think about it. Here we are in year four, right? But year one, we we didn't think they'd take the guy we, we'd helped without, you know, CeeDee Lamb would fall. He did. Then we nobody wanted Michael Parsons. They take him and look at what he's done. And then nobody had any idea except for like, you know, Mel Kuyper, I believe, and a couple of other people knew who was going to take Tyler Smith. We we weren't thrilled with that pick either, but here we are going into year four, and it's like we hear some names, but there's so many names. It's like we don't even know. Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody has a really good idea of who the Cowboys are going to take. This has been the most wide open one definitely since we started easily. So yeah. I'm, I'm – I'm, we're going to talk about it, but, yeah, yeah it's, I'm ready. You mentioned that's wide open, Mike. Is there a player you could see the Cowboys trading up for? Not not for me. I don't, I don't want to move up for anybody. I want I want my picks. I, I'm up for the move back, but there's not that, that guy. Like, I look through, and I see holes in everybody, and the ones I don't see holes in are like, yeah, there's good ones, like, like, um, you know me with the running back position, but just for example, say running back was, in my mind, we'd take him. Yeah. Well, with Bijan, I would be like, well, I don't want to move up for Bijan because I'd rather wait. If Bijan doesn't land, there's three, four, five other running backs I'll take in the other rounds. Exactly. Same with, like, Peter Skoronsky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's great, but do I want to move up, give up two picks for him? Or just take Steve Avila, you know, or um, or uh, uh, Michael Schmitz uh, mm-hmm. in the next round, you know, like it's just not that guy for me. I'm I'm not a move up guy this year. You know what? I, I wouldn't mind seeing Mike is um, if the Cowboys were to trade back and maybe get another first round pick next year. Of course, I don't know how far they'd have to move back for that to happen. You know, probably out of round two into into like early round three. I don't know how crazy i would be about that but that's a fun thought to think about them having two first round picks next year man i really want them to get i like the players between like 40 and 100 yeah i would like them to pick up one more because i I just feel like they're going to use a pick on a quarterback which Mm -hmm. makes sense get a backup so that's six picks now that you have do you need to use one on a kicker or not i don't know but that could be down to five picks yeah. if you do, you know. And I just feel like they need an extra pick or two. And um, and I think that's a real possibility as a trade back in this draft. You know, maybe I should have started off with this question, Mike. That would have been a, a perfect transition. But uh, do you like not knowing who the Cowboys are taking? Um, It has its pluses and minuses, like – for article writing, I probably have to do something like where does this player fit in the depth chart, you know, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I can't really prepare. You know, typically there's two, three people, and I kind of do uh, a outline of all of them and mm-hmm. then just kind of 
plug it in depending on who they pick. And this one was just this. This one's like there's too many people to outline. Like right. I, I'm just gonna wait. You know, it's too much work to do so much on all those. And then if they they have another out of nowhere pick, then I'm like, damn, I did outlines on eight people, and that was that wasn't even one of the ones they went and got. Right. You know what's interesting about this? Not only do we not know who the Cowboys are going to take, but it seems like for the first time in a long time, the first five picks are really unpredictable this year as well. I agree. I think Bryce Young's pretty locked in now. Yeah, yeah. One, but I do not believe uh, there are people plugged in with the Texans that know them well mm-hmm. that do not believe a quarterback's going second. Uh, that could be a smoke screen for a trade or whatever, but yeah. Um, I have my theories. Uh, we'll actually get into them in this podcast. And, um, I think they are going to pick an edge and then do the Cardinals allow somebody to give them a, a shit ton to come get CJ Stroud. Uh, do they pick the second best edge or Jalen Carter? You know, um, I feel like that second pick is the catalyst to how this draft falls for the first, uh, 10 picks. Yeah, I agree. I just heard a rumor that um, it sounds like the Texans are, you know, again, of course this could be a smoke screen. This is lying season we're in right now, but that, that will Levis might be the, the pick that they take. And it's crazy to me to think that CJ Stroud has fallen so far after that. Uh, what is it? The SQ test. I believe it's what it's called. I'm yeah, thinking that, what if he falls to Atlanta, man, that man, that, that'd be a great, great uh, steal for them. He's uh, he's having uh, yeah he's had issues with his intelligence testing, and when you're a QB, you just, yeah, decision making is everything. Everything will affect you. Yeah, well, I mean, so I know we talked about quarterbacks a while ago, Mike, but I don't remember what what you said about C.J. Stroud. I mean, did you think that that was, any of the rumors that are going on now? Did you think any of that was was an issue? Um, I probably, I know when we talked about it, I said I'd take C.J. Stroud first because they're both basically the same, but but C.J. Stroud has the bigger, I would probably go Bryce Young now. C.J. Stroud would still be my two. They're still really close, but the intelligent testing uh, uh, exits out the size thing. Yeah. So they both have that one issue. So I'm going to take the, the, the guy who I think is a, uh, just ahead as a processor and, and stuff like that. So I would probably flip it and, and take Bryce Young first and CJ Stroud as the second guy. Yeah. So back to the question, Mike, you know, do you like, do you like not knowing who the Cowboys are taking for me? I do because, you know, just in the years past when we knew we were going to take LVE, when we knew we were going to take uh, Michael Parsons, things like that, it, it leaves a little bit more excitement for the draft because not only, you know, usually the first three or four picks are already well-known, and then you already know the Cowboys, so it's kind of – I don't know, sometimes in the first round I'm, I'm a little bored, honestly, a little bit. But not knowing what the Cowboys are going to do and not knowing what's going to happen after pick one, it creates a little bit more excitement for me. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I remember the Parsons draft. We Everybody had them penciled in taking a corner. And then the corners got picked right before us. Yeah. And then everybody was like, God, please take Rashawn Slater. Rashawn. Me, I was uh, – I wasn't even Rashawn Slater. I was um, – I didn't really like Slater or Parsons, so it shows how much y'all should listen to me. Uh, damn, who did from, I want? From the Lions, right? The the left tackle from the Lions? Uh, that was Sewell. Sewell. He was yeah, our – Yeah, it wasn't him, right? 
Oh, was he? Yeah. Who? What? Damn, I can't remember. There was another. Oh, oh, I wanted to trade back. I wanted to do the trade that the Giants did. That was my. I wanted to trade back with the Bears and then uh, take like um, um, the the one kid who was a good corner, but he is too injured. He even got injured uh, in real life. He was drafted first round, Caleb something or something like that. But I remember, I remember that's what I wanted to do. But man, I'm glad they just picked the best player. That is a McCarthy thing. Lamb yeah. was the best player, picked him. Uh, Michael Parsons was the best player, picked him. They felt like Tyler Smith was the best player on their board. In a redraft now, he goes, he was taken eighth overall. Maybe mm-hmm. they were right. Yeah. You know, picked him. So I'm uh I'm interested to see who the who the best player on their board is this upcoming draft. You know, a lot of Cowboys Nations might not remember this, but we actually did trade back and we still landed Michael Parsons, Mike. That's right. We we traded so the Eagles could jump the Giants for Devontae Smith. Yeah. Man, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, and now we have to deal with Devontae. But uh, it's crazy the Giants dropped, fell back, and then took Kadarius Tony, who they then traded. I know, man, crazy. Not great. So, we mentioned that Will McClay's a big fan of the show, Mike. And, you know, you look at the last three years kind of being unpredictable as far as, you know, them taking players we didn't think they would from schools we didn't think that that they would ever target. But do you think this front office is getting smarter? Yeah. I mean, Cooks and and Stephen Gilmore, look at the trades they made there, bringing back Donovan Wilson. Can't tell me they would make a move like that. You know, they would have just said – uh, you know what? I'm not paying eight million a year to a safety. Right. I got Curse for a year. I got Hooker for a year. We got Izzy. We got Marquise Bell. You know, we have the draft. You know, we'll move. Let him move on. Get eight million somewhere else, and we'll pick up a comp pick. No, they could. Dan Quinn said, "No, no, no we need him," and they and they kept him. What a crazy year because they've had so many good drafts in our three years of this pod, but this is like the first off season where it's like, holy cow, man! Like, we're actually doing something. Yeah, Eagles and Niners are both monster teams, but we have defenses. We have a defense that could be equal to the Niners. Um, they're better than the Eagles as of right now. Yeah. Uh, if the offense rebuilds right and Michael Gallup comes back, the offense could be equal to anything anyone has except maybe Philly. But our defense and special teams could be better. So, I mean, you may end up being the, the – if things fall right in the draft, you might end up being the best team in the NFC uh, going into the uh, year. So what is it about the Eagles' offense that you like more than Dallas's as of today? The O-line is offense far line. superior. Gotcha, gotcha. Far. Sense. And, and, you know, Goddard, as much as I like Ferguson and Hendershot, Goddard's a known guy. Uh, Devontae Smith is ascending. Yeah. AJ Brown and Lamb both are top guys. You know, there's no reason. Oh, this one's better. They're both badasses. That don't matter. Right. Yeah. But you're going to take Devontae Smith over Cooks, and this isn't a shot on Cooks. Obviously, he's thousand yards with everybody. Just Devontae Smith's ascending. He's in his yeah. third year. Cooks, you're hoping stays healthy. Right. You know, you're hoping he hasn't lost a step. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, there's no worry about that. He's young. He should be healthy. Anything can happen there, but he's not older. He's ascending, you know. Uh, so it goes into, can our offense, can, can we get a left guard that, that brings our offensive line, at least in that same area is Pollard healthy. And how does Gallup come back? 
Because where yeah. we may not match them as two wides, if we get that third wide, that could negate Goddard and make it about the running backs. And right now, assuming they don't get by uh, Bijan, and maybe even if they do, if Pollard's healthy, I'm going to take Pollard over the running backs they have now for sure. Yeah, so what were your thoughts on, you know, the over the weekend there were some rumors that uh, Henry was going to be traded to Philly. I mean, what were your thoughts there? What would he do to their offense? I don't, I don't think he fits the style of running that they want to do. Uh, what's up, Jay? Um, I don't think he fits that shotgun, fake the handoff, then one goes or the other goes. Not, I worry more about a speed agility guy than, than a power guy there. Um, you know, that, that's why I tell people, I'm like, I kind of want Eagles to take Bijan at 10. Yeah. I just don't like the value of running back there. What scares me for them is if they were able to get like a Nolan Smith at 10 mm. to help their defense. And then later in the draft, they get a Tajay Spears oh, God. or, you know, something like that where you're like, Jesus Christ, behind that offensive line. And they got two top defenders to reload their defense at 10 and right. 30. You know, if they get a running back, it's like, okay, well, their their offense is already beast. It's just harder to stop. You got a great defense. You're going to stop them a few times, no matter who they have out there. Our defense is going to get a, a couple stops or a turnover, mm-hmm. and then it'll be on can their defense stop our offense. So I don't yeah. want them rebuilding that defense. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I agree with everything you just said, Mike, but if they were to add a guy like Derrick Henry, I understand he might not fit what their offense does. But when you make a move for a player like that, you know, you, you're going to maximize his strengths. And I wouldn't be surprised if he if he broke LT's TD record, man, with an offense like that. That that wouldn't be bad. But I'm, I'm telling you, they would probably – the Jalen Hurt QB sneak would take a lot of his, yeah. you know, stuff. Now, he would be – he would be even better at that play as far as pushing Hurt. Big-ass Henry back there pushing him. Jesus. Yeah, that would be crazy. So uh, Jason Garrett has a question, Mike. I'm not. Don't answer it. He's asking, "Are we doing a mock?" Hey, Jason, you're gonna have to watch the show and find out, my friend. Yeah, we're, uh, sir. We're in the fourth year of this thing, man. <laughs> the first episode we ever did was this same one we're doing today. So now, now we know we love having you because we see you every week. But we Absolutely. know how new you are now, and uh, you'll see coming up. You won't be disappointed, Jason. That's all I'll say, my friend. So, you know, Mike, we've talked a lot about their first-round pick, but when you look at the caliber of player Dallas might select there at 26, should they play it safe or shoot for upside with this team? All right, let me ask you something. If you were to – you had to, you, these are the only two you could pick at 26. You want Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame, or do you want Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia? Darnell, baby, come on. Yeah, and that's my answer. I believe that the play it safe guy is mayor, and if they get him, it's a damn good pick, and he's going to help the offense, and he's going to do it in a way that they like, where you block, yeah. you get open on third down for first downs, yeah. you're, uh, you know, you bring a little bit more uh, dynamic ability than Schultz, but not much, and it's a good safe pick. For me... I'm looking at the six seven monster that could be an extra offensive tackle in the run game, right. and it hasn't proven it. 
but has all the dynamic ability to be at worst a great runner in a red zone threat. But right. at best, the next Rob Gronkowski. So he, I'm, I'm going upside. Yes, I mean, for me, if it came down like Michael Mayer, again, I know everybody that's smart says that's a, that's a good pick. It's a safe pick. He's going to help you. He's like, he's Jason Witten 2.0. Yeah, I understand that Witten's in the Hall of Fame, and he was a great pick here in Dallas. He was a great player for Dallas. But if if it were me, man, I'd rather just take a, a guard like, you know, Avila, if we're going to make a pick like that, like a Mayer-type pick, and just let that go back to Dylan like we saw in 2021 because, man, we saw those first eight weeks, they, what, what Dak was capable of. And give me that over – I don't know. I guess I would rather see Dak feeling confident in his offensive line than giving him another weapon that doesn't really – I don't want to say not a playmaker, but doesn't scare you, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. When But the thing about Mayer is he is a pl- – everything plus Jake Ferguson. So – what, what Jake Ferguson will eventually be able to do, Mayer does better right now. Right. But not like above that. Like he's yeah. about the playmaker Ferguson is. He's a much better blocker, but, you know, blocking. You know, Darnell Washington's a, a much, much better. But like he's elite blocker. Yeah. Mayer's like he improves you from Ferguson. Like he's um he has a better feel. He, you know, he has better hands. He's mm-hmm. better at getting open. He does all those little things. But he's not going to do anything more than that. He's very, very safe. And I just don't feel like I want that out of my 26th pick, you know, my right. first round. Yeah. And I, and I like him, but I agree with you. I'd rather just take the guard and, and you know, whatever mayor would be, Ferguson could become within this year or next year. And when you look at their last three first-round picks, I think it's fair to say that they did shoot for upside. I agree. Uh, Tyler Smith, uh, yeah. Michael Parsons, CD Lamb. Yeah, it's and 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 I believe that looking back now, we didn't think so at the time. Tyler Smith, I always thought he'd be a good player, I mm-hmm. thought he'd take a couple years. Yeah, so I didn't like the value, but I, I said a hundred times in two years, you're not going to care where you drafted Tyler Smith, he's going to be a good player. But if you look at it, he might have been the best player on the board. Michael was definitely the best player on the board. C.D. Lamb, unless you say Justin Jefferson, was the best player on the board. And he was definitely thought of much higher than Justin Jefferson was on everyone's board. They would yeah. have had C.D. Lamb above him. So, you know, they, uh, they, they've they been doing a good job of going uh, best player available. Yeah, Jason Garrett has some thoughts here on Mayer. He said Mayer is fast enough to get down the scene. Do you agree with that, Mike? Oh uh, yeah, he could do that fine. We, you know, he's not. He's just not. He's not going to beat the best guys at it. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, friggin' was staying with CD Lamb down the scene. You know, that's Mayor's game is not really going to be down the scene. That's a Dalton Kincaid. That's a Musgrave type. Uh, Mayor is going to be very uh, possession like. Find open holes in the in the zones. Beat man coverage. Uh, get separation, but not on deep posts and, and seams and stuff like that. He's going to be your third and six, get you six and a half yards guy. Gotcha. All right, Mikey, here we are at pick 26. These two players on the clock, you have to pick one of these two. It's B. John Robinson or Michael Mayer at pick 26. Who are you taking? This was the toughest one, and I 
And I honestly, I even scratched out on my notes. I had put one, then the other. I, I really wouldn't be excited about either. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be like, you know, I wouldn't be disappointed with either. They'd both help the team, uh, especially in the short term. But I wouldn't be like jump for joy. I picked Mayor, and this is oh, funny wow. because here, here's my reasoning. Robinson's a better prospect, but I never grade a running back with a first-round grade. Yeah. I just don't. That every running back starts with a second-round grade for me. I just don't believe in the longevity of the position. Yeah. So then it was, do I have a first-round grade on Mayor? Not kind of. I I do. I think he's a first round player, but his upside is like I wouldn't take him in the top twenty. Mm. So I. So twenty six is kind of the sweet spot for him. Then twenty six is around the spot where I wouldn't be like, hell yeah, we got him. But I would be like, it feels like like this is what I I said this on on Twitter too. I feel like if the Ravens had the 26th pick and they picked Michael Mayer, everyone would go, friggin' Ravens, dude. They just sit there and Michael Mayer falls to him and they just take him and now they have this guy who's going to plug and play tight end for the next eight to ten years. Right. And you and and it gets praised. But when it's Dallas, it's like, ah, but you know, all we got is Michael Mayer. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly, like, yeah. And so – I went mayor, but but I think that Bijan Bijan is the better player. He just is. He's just a much better player. And I think so he'd be such a better fit for this team. I know, but but like I would rather get mayor if you made me get both. I would no because. Kavanaugh would take Bijan over Michael Mayer. No in a question. Jason Garrett in a second. He'd take yeah, without Bijan over twice. Mayer. He does not believe in Mayer at all because of his testing. And, and, and it's a fair argument. My thing is I look at the draft and I'm like, dude, Kendra Miller and, and Tajay Spears and Roshan Johnson, are one of those probably going to be available in the fourth round. Yeah. And I'm going to be sitting there in the fourth round going, why did I take a running back in the first round? Look at who's available in the fourth. Whereas I don't believe the tight ends are like, once they get past the first two picks, if you're not taking a tight end, get one for the, for the practice squad or for special teams. But none of those guys, none of the fourth, third, fourth round guys are going to beat out Jake Ferguson and Hendershot. Yeah. So unless you're getting Musgrave, Kincaid, Mayor, uh, uh, Darnell Washington, one of those, I don't really even want a tight end. I would just, I know that it's a deep class, but if we traded back maybe and got an extra pick, mm-hmm. but I don't really need one. McEwen, Ferguson, Hendershot would be fine. You know, it's funny. I would no question take Bijan of the two at 26, but I could see myself like we take Mayer at 26 and then we take Tipman at, uh, what is it, 50, pick 58, 58. And then we take Tajay Spears at pick 90. I'm like, dude, this offense is going to be. Gonna be yeah, fun. you know what I mean. It would yeah. depend on how the rest of the draft went, but B. John Robinson would be my pick. But at the same time, if we took Mayor, I'd be like, okay, well, let's see what else they plan on doing because I could see myself like feeling better about the pick. Remember that when we get to our mocks, 
And yeah. the way that the way that I do the dream scenario, right, right, right. Remember that that that's where my head is. When I look at it, when I look at this, I see the real best fit for guard is yeah. second round. I see oh, the okay. best fit for running back is like fourth round. Right. I see the uh, a linebacker at maybe 90 if the right one. You know, so that's how I, I put it together looking at like, man, if you look at the dra- de- depth of this draft, I could get good guys at this position here, good guys at this position here, good no. guys at this position here. So that's how I, I set up my first round. I got you. I got you. All fair, man. I'm excited to hear it, Mike. Uh, let's see. Jason Garrett, he likes Zach Kuntz. He's, uh, was it Kuntz? Kuntz. You just want to be dirty, you freak. <laughs> I pronounced it. Well, is that the, is that the tight end of the guard? I can't remember. Uh, I believe he's a tight end. Okay, later. Later. I want to say they were talking about him on the draft show uh, a couple episodes ago. <laughs> Forgive my pronunciation there, guys. I do. I do apologize. It's Mike, close. we know. <laughs> I just noticed. I just noticed you put your name in Zach Martin two point <laughs> All right, so Mike, we, we know that guard is a position that needs to be addressed. I think it's a it's a it's a need, it's a must address position. Is there another position you think needs to be addressed in the draft? Uh I'm gonna say no on need. Oh uh, okay. I, I just don't see a need. I think oh. like if Ferguson and Hendershot are your tight ends, you'll survive if your offensive line, if your left guards are your offensive line is good enough. Yeah, I think your wide receivers are good enough. Quarterback obviously is good. You got Cooper Rush back. Um, Bland, J. Lou, uh, Diggs, Izzy, uh, Gilmore um, is pretty good. You have four or five deep safety. Uh, so I looked through and I went running back, tight end, wide receiver could all improve because you can yes. get a better uh, running back number two. Yeah, you get a better tight end number one. You could get another rotational uh, receiver that can maybe, if Gallup's not ready, take his spot or take Tolbert's. So they could be improved, but it's not needed. Right. Um, I see depth at defensive tackle and linebacker as necessary. But if you go starters, Hankins and Osa, pretty good. Um, you got Bohana and, and hopefully Gallimore in a contract year steps up. Uh, Golston moves in there, so it's not right. bad. Uh, LVE Clark. Um, you still need to see what Cox is. You have Harper to replace uh, uh, Gifford. You know, like you could survive there. You're not bad. You could use some depth. And then I put cornerback safety and edge could be huge needs in 2024. Right, right. So, uh, so uh, you know that that's I don't see a need. I see them being able to draft. They're going to have to get, you know, another running back. They're going to have to get a guard. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that's like, oh, man, if we don't get these, we're screwed. I'd say the closest thing to that would be a running back because Tony Pollard needs somebody to run with him this year, and then next year he's probably gone, and yeah. we want to kind of have the replacement groom. So that would be the closest to a need. Yeah, for me, I was going to go linebacker, Mike, because we know LB LVE's injury history. I mean, Damone Clark, a year removed from surgery on his spine. And then you, you mentioned Jabril Cox. There's a question mark there. And 
then Harper, I'm not going to lie, I didn't even know that he was he, he was on the team. I don't know who that is. Who was that? Special teams, special teams guy, uh, speed guy that got injured last year but looked really good uh, in training camp in the preseason, and I think he's going to be your Luke Gifford replacement. I like that. I like that. Well, I mean, you know, we definitely need some depth there, but we're one LVE injury away. I mean, we saw we saw what happened to this team when he's – when LVE is out, and you know, I, I believe in Demone Clark, especially after what we saw last year. But I would like to have another guy who could come right in and you know is going to be in the rotation, if not a starter, immediately. You know, I agree. I have a I have a guy uh, that I like there, but I I think uh, by the end of the 2023 season, Demone Clark will be the better linebacker than LVE. That is oh, interesting. I, I, will, I will not be mad about that. I promise you. So uh, there's a lot of discussion about a trade back, Michael. What is the farthest you think Dallas would trade back from 26? Uh, 38 would be my guess to the Raiders. That would be my predictions. I don't think they want to go more past 38. Now, I think the Titans are at 41. And if they uh, – if they, yep, see, Garrett knows what's up. And if they um, – if Titans blew them away with an offer to to move up, yeah, um, then I could see maybe that, but it would that would probably have to be a pretty big offer if they were going to move back out of the top forty. So what? Okay, so they for they trade back to forty eight. I mean, what are they getting in return? Are, aren't the Titans forty one? I mean, forty one. Sorry, I thought you said forty eight for some reason. Uh, they'd have to get something big, like probably maybe a first next year and oh. then like a a fourth uh third or fourth this year would be my guess man so a second this year in addition to maybe a third or fourth and then their first next year that'd be amazing dude yeah if you're dropping back like that because if they're moving up there it'd be for a quarterback right and that would be you know the quarterback tax you want to you want us to drop back that far so you can get your guy you better you know Pony up. Who do you think is more likely to fall back that far? Would it be Will Levis or CJ Stroud at this point? We'll talk about it on the mock draft. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. I like that, Mike. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, God, I just, I mentioned earlier about Dallas potentially trading back and getting a first round pick, how much I'd love to have two first round picks next year. I'd almost rather them do that than make the pick at 26, to be, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. There's enough guys from like 26 to, 40 that are so similar that uh, that a trade back just seems very logical. I heard that there was a discussion that if they were to move back to 40, that there was an another edge player, I guess it's from North Carolina, I forget his name, that uh, I believe it was um, a dude, a gentleman from the draft show, Zach, Zach Wolchuk, who actually liked him more than Will McDonald. Damn, I'm thinking who that would be uh, from North Carolina. It's not the Isaiah guy. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe I have the school wrong, but I thought it was North Carolina. I could go through. Here's the thing I'm doing. I just did an article on my top five offensive players. Yeah, so Offense is running through the head more than defense, especially for Dallas right now. You know, yeah, clearly yeah. they're, they're going to have an offensive level draft. So, um. You know that that's I can't I can't picture who it is right now. No worries, but yeah, man, I love that scenario you presented there with the trade back, Mike. 
that you know you look at this draft and it's not often that you should let your division rivals you know let it affect your draft but let's say the that the eagles they go on and they get a jackson smith and jigba who was apparently rumored to be going to them and you know we see the commanders they they look into a quarterback and then we see the giants take like a quentin johnson type i mean and you know here comes pick 26 and there's like will mcdonald and let's just you know i'll say for steve avila could you see them going with the defensive player over over the offensive guy just because of of what the the rivals did no, I don't see that. The only way the rivals will impact Dallas's draft is if they take one of the guys that, that were on want. their board. Yeah. And so they have to fall back. Like, say the uh the Cowboys were like, um, you know, Michael Mayer was their guy or a receiver, Jalen Hyatt, and the Giants at 25 took one of them mm-hmm. or took the one they wanted. Yeah. Then they would have to adjust to the draft. But I don't think it'll it'll if they have uh if they have Avila higher than McDonald, they're just gonna take Avila. I got you. But what if they have two players ranked the same and one on offense, one on defense? It's likely they would go then to what can they so let's say McDonald and Avila, right? Yeah. Exact same scores, right? I think they would go, okay, what can we get at 58 at guard? Tipton, uh, Schmidt, uh, uh, Bergeron, what can we get at edge? Not a Will McDonald. So then they might go Will McDonald, and and they kind of did that, and I know it's not a good thing. Let's, Let's just switch it and say they were smart and got T.J. Watt. The reason they went defensive end, it's because they looked and said, well, they got Cheeto. They have a lot of cornerback options later. Why don't we do defensive end here and then get the corner, even though I believe they had the corner rated King, maybe, was rated higher than Taco or Watt. Yeah. Um, because Watt wasn't really on their board because Rod Marinelli. So I think, um, yeah, I think I think they would go Will McDonald in that scenario. In that scenario. Is that the pick you'd prefer to, though, Will McDonald over Avila? Perf- Damn. Uh, can I trade back? Because that would be my ideal. I got you. But if you if you have to pick of the two, Avila or Will McDonald, I'll pick 26. Who are you taking? God, that is tough. I really like Avila. You know, because in my in – my, you know what? I'm not going to talk about because we're going to talk about it later. I would, man, I would probably take Will McDonald. I think Will McDonald is is one of those guys that could, that is only going to play like, he's perfect for our team because he can't play the run at all and we never have him play the run. We have Tank and Parsons and and Armstrong and and Sam Williams and Golston. We have tons of guys that can put a D in to play the run. But when it's the end of a half, Parsons is going to go right above the center at linebacker and Will McDonald and Tank might move inside and they may go Sam Williams, Tank, Osa, uh, uh, Will McDonald, and then Parsons lining up, you know, like moving around at linebacker. Where am I going to come from? Yeah. And it's just one of those things. It's like, how do you block it? Like, it feels like it would be really difficult for a quarterback in a two-minute drill or they're down by, 
you know, 17 points and they, they just can't get run going, they got to throw, it would be death if they got another guy like that. And for the future, Tank's probably a, catch, a cap casualty after this season. Oh. And now Sam Williams takes his spot. Yeah. You've got Parsons. And uh, Will McDonald becomes your rotational pass rusher. I don't want to think about a world without Tank, man, because every time I think he's he's close to being done, he just goes out and makes everybody eat crow. I think he'll be good another five years. I just think that the cap hit is not going to be they're they're gonna they're they'll likely not want to pay that money. I thought he was last year. I thought his deal was like three years, thirty million. Is that? It's not he's not getting paid. He's getting paid more than ten million this year. I think there's an out after this year for for some other for some reason or other. But I'd have to look it up. I've got there's seven seconds left in Boston versus Atlanta, and it's a tie game. Oh, yeah, how crazy is that? This is man. And playoff basketball is one of the few times where I wish I had cable television. It's fun to just throw on. Uh, let's see, Jason Garrett here. I like Tipman, and he and Biotish know each other from their Wisconsin ties. Hey, I like him too. He's he's he he's another non-power guy though. Like he's not he's not Avila or Torrance or Bergeron, who are the three that I really want to be the left. But well, we, you know, we're going to talk about it because honestly, I want somebody else completely to be the left guard. But we'll we'll get into it. All right, Jason Garrett, everybody else in the audience, the the discussion that, that started this podcast, guys, it's going to be our fourth annual mock draft. And full exposure here, guys, this is going to be re- very Mike heavy. I have not. I mentioned earlier on Twitter I haven't done a mock draft prior to the one I did last night and close to two months. So I know Mike's been studying a lot of players. He's writing about them. He's going to be, uh, you know, he has a lot more knowledge of the players and he, he can go deeper into players than I could so this will be very uh Mike heavy this segment here as it should be because he just knows prospects more than I do anyway so without further ado Mike here we are it's our mock draft and for for our first time listeners what we like to do is we have a a dream scenario a realistic scenario and our nightmare scenario so Mike without further ado without further ado your first round pick your your dream pick my dream pick is Joey Porter Jr. cornerback Penn State. Uh, I, I just love him. He is in my top 10. I, I can't believe there was somebody who just mocked him to us. And I'm like, really? how? Well, what it is, is he's a press man corner that's got to learn from, you know, from there. That's basically what he does. The thing is, is he's not going to fit everywhere. Yeah. But we have really good teachers and right. he like, to, it would be nice to have a guy that could play some press man, mm-hmm. and he's just he just a his his arms and hand length and like he's just a gross crazy. Uh, just so you know, Atlanta just hit a three pointer to put them up by two with one second left, one point eight. Wow, Trey Young, Young Ice Trey. Yeah, that's crazy. Sorry. But Joey Porter's just—he's just has such long arms. He's—he meets all the Cowboys' requirements for corner. He's strong. He has the pedigree. Joey Porter, obviously, being his dad, uh, uh, probably a Hall of Fame uh, linebacker, Super Bowl winner, and um, I just love him. I—I I, I have him and Devin Witherspoon as the two best corners 
in the draft and a tier above even Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think they're they could be special with the right coaching, uh, and especially Joy Porter Jr. because he has the size and length and everything. If we were to if he were to fall to us, we draft him. The is he our Trayvon Diggs replacement? No, I think they still sign Trayvon Diggs, but it gives them a little bit of leverage to go, well, we got Bland uh, and uh, and Porter, so we have the makings of a good unit that we can get a veteran, draft another guy. But I think if you, if you go forward with a big money guy in Diggs, a first-round rookie in Porter for the next five years, and then Bland, who's got another couple years on his rookie deal, right? That's that's pretty nice. Yeah, that was another reason I was thinking earlier, Mike. I, th- I think this might have been a shower thought, but it's like if we did have two first round picks, you got to think about it. We've got to find a way to re-sign Dak. Tra- we got to re-sign C.D. Lamb. We've got to sign Diggs and Micah Parsons. It's like, man, how do we figure that out? A fir- uh, having an additional first round pick, it's like. If we can't get a deal done, man, one of these guys can be expendable. It's probably not going to be Micah, obviously. Could it be C.D. Lamb? Could it be Trayvon Diggs? It's not going to be Dak. The two things that should be happening right now is they should uh, they should extend Dak because once they restructured, that conversation's over. Even if you hate Dak, uh, you know it's no it's no like hit on you. I'm not saying you're an idiot or anything. Even if you can't stand Dak, we can't win with him. He's gonna be here the next few years. Once they restructured, that's just how it is. And him and Lamb's deal should get done right now. And I mean, I, at, at this point, man, if you just don't think we can win with Dak, I really don't know what to say. I know our guy Frankie Kenneth. He he might be going to the dark side himself, but. I don't know how you can watch football and not think you can win a win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Okay, Mike. Who do you, who, yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, go no, ahead. please. Let's go. No, Let's no, so say who's your realistic pick at, at, at 26? My realistic pick at 26. This is I had to do realistic, what I believe, and I've been saying it for at least a month, maybe six weeks or more. Uh, they're gonna trade back. The okay. Cowboys are gonna trade back. So here's my scenario: the Texans take uh, a edge rusher at two mm-hmm. at 12, the quarterbacks, the, the main quarterbacks, the main, uh, Levis Stroud, uh, Richardson and, um, and young are all gone. Yeah. So they take a corner beef D'Amico Ryan's. Let me beef up my defense. And then it comes down to the end of the first, they have picked 33. They want a fifth year option on Hendon hooker. Oh yeah. So they give us a call. And they offer us, I had it written down here, all the, like the, the notes and everything, but it was like 33, 104 and 188 for 26. So we pick up an additional two picks. They're both out of the top hundred, but we're only dropping back seven spots. Yeah. Um, Maybe because it's a quarterback instead of 104, they get the third round, but I was just trying to be as realistic trade chart wise as possible. Uh, and I believe Dallas trades back. They don't really need anybody in the, they don't need a fifth round option on anybody that that's on that back end. Mm-hmm. They'd be fine. And so uh, they're going to go back into the second round, take pick 33 and not make a pick in the first round. How would you feel about that trade? I would be ecstatic. Cause I think, I think you'll be able to find what Hyatt, Hyatt flowers, 
uh, Avila. Mm, okay. uh, uh, there'd be there's so many people that are available there. Deontay Banks, Cam Smith. Um, you could go through O line, wide receiver, tight end. Darnell Washington might be there at that like spot. Like a pick your poison type of pick right there. Yeah. So you move back and go, you know what? We have so many guys available right here that we like. Let's pick up a couple more picks later. Yeah. So we can add to our team, pick up a quarterback later with an extra pick, get some depth at corner or linebacker, and we still get one of the guys we really like at 33. How would you feel about Jameer Gibbs at pick 33? I wouldn't hate it. Second round. I would not hate that. The second round pick's not bad. Okay, what about Jalen Hyatt or Zay Flowers? Who do you like there? I would love uh, either, but I would like – I think Zay, Zay Flowers is a much better receiver, but yeah. I would like Jalen Hyatt for our offense. Right, right. I think uh, adding that type of speed um, to Cooks and Lamb. Yeah. Because Cooks has the ability to get pie people. But, like, Hyatt, you got – like. Cooks is like, all right, we're going to play him one-on-one. Damn, he got us. Hyatt's like, we ain't playing that guy one-on-one. We, we, we're we not we're not going to play him one-on-one. It reminds me of, like, the Lakers traded for Beasley. Really good three-point shooter who's been off. Since he got here, he just hasn't been a good shooter. He just has been off. You're still not leaving him open because yeah. he's you know what he can do if he gets going. So right. you're going to keep that guy on him. That's Hyatt. Hyatt's, they're going to keep a guy over top. They're not just going to play over and let you throw eight-yard hitches all day, and then we'll call the Kellen Moore offense because Jalen Hyatt will be open all day. They're, they're not going to do that. So I'll take either. I like them both, but I would I would like Jalen Hyatt for this offense. All right, Mike, here we are. Your nightmare pick at 26. Who is it? Nightmare pick is any trade-up. I do oh, not okay. want to I like trade that. up. Um, yeah. I can live with Bijan. I can live with Gibbs. I can live with Mayer. They're good players that are help the team. What we need are the picks. Um, correct. He does run it. Yeah, Hyatt is really fast. Um, you know, we need the picks later on. We're good. We they want a quarterback. We need a linebacker. We probably need a corner. We probably yeah. need a wide receiver. You know, there's, there's, we need to make eight to 10 picks to fill up this roster. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to trade up. I got you. Okay. Here we are, round two. Mike, who was your dream pick at 58? Steve Avila, I believe. Oh, you think he'll be there? Dream. Dream. Oh, got you. Got you. We're got dreaming. You. This is CD Lamb territory. No, I do not. Okay. But I also don't believe Joey Porter Jr. will be there either. I got you. I got this you. is dream scenario. I end up getting my left guard that I would have took at 26. Right. It's like Trayvon Diggs. The CeeDee Lamb, Trayvon Diggs scenario here. Yes, that is it. So y'all know what Steve Avila is. He, he He's the guard that I would play guard, left guard this year, and move to center and let Biotis walk, and he would be my powerhouse center. Uh, uh, in 2024. All right, Mike, who, who is your realistic pick here at 58? I got two uh, realistic picks. The first one is 33 the, on the trade back. Gotcha, and gotcha. that one is Steve Avila, because I believe that's who they target um, in the realistic. And then at 58, I, I have Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback out of Miami. Hmm. I think that they want to get a Dan Quinn start type size corner. They seen last year when 
Jordan Love went out. Anthony Brown went out. How they were struggling to just get guys. They were taking guys off the street. They were playing Izzy, you know, from his safety spot at corner. They were bringing veterans in that couldn't run anymore. And just let's put them out there for a few snaps in a playoff game. Like, you know, they, I think they want some depth at corner. So even though, even if they keep Jordan Lewis, I don't know why I said Jordan Love, Jordan Lewis, and and they have Bland and and Gilmore and Diggs, I think that they may take another cornerback in this draft that they believe could start this year. It's Tyree Stevenson. I imagine because you're you think he's realistic. He's a he's a solid player. Yeah, yeah. Tyreek Stevenson's a day two corner. He has the length size. He has good uh, mobility for that size. He attacks the ball at the catch point. Yeah, he, he's a Dan Quinn, uh, uh, Al Harris type. Let's just hopefully not another Nashawn Wright is all I ask for, Mike. No, I don't know what that was. Like, at least Kelvin Joseph was like, well, you see the talent, but, right. you know, uh, no, no Nashawn Wright. He, he just can't move well enough. Okay, and up uh, here we are at night. Your pick fifty-eight, the nightmare pick. It'd probably be if it was a running back. I know I said Jamar Gibbs, I'd be all right with at thirty-three, but it, he would be the exception, you know, because he's he's probably a first-round type talent with his mm -hmm. ability. But other than that, there's the second-round guys like Jack Sarbanet and stuff. I'd rather just wait and get a guy third, fourth round. Roshan Johnson, baby. Yeah, third, fourth round. That would be 129. What I want is at 129. I think that's even in my dream scenario. Yeah, I like 129. I want a running back to fall to us. Okay. Well, Mike, here we are. We're round three. Pick 96? 90. Pick 90, excuse me. Here's your dream dream player there. Marvin Mims Jr., wide receiver. Oh, Lord mercy. Mini Dez, I do not believe he'll make it to 90. Um, he's just too dynamic of a guy, and, and and he plays a lot. He plays a style that that shouldn't really work at uh, at 5'11", one whatever he is, 73 or 81 or something. Mm -hmm. But he just goes up and gets the ball well. He plays like this. You throw him screens. He breaks tackles and makes big plays. He goes up and gets the ball in one-on-ones, just throw the 50-50 to him. And he's good on his dig routes because he can uh, snatch the ball in the air and then break a tackle and get big yards out of it. So he plays very Des-like, um, but he's just not 6'2", 220. So, you know, will that translate over? Well, at pick 90, I'm willing to take that risk. Would you take that risk if we traded back, right? We had 33 and 58. Would you take that risk at 58? It wouldn't be a dream scenario, but I wouldn't hate it. I, okay. I have Marvin Mims as my fifth best receiver in this draft class. Oh, okay. And you could convince me that he's anywhere in that top five. Like, it would not shock me if by the end of their careers, Marvin Mims Jr. was a better receiver than Jackson Smith and Jigba. Wow. I, I just worry about if he can do what he does. Yeah. 5'11", 173. When guys like Trayvon Diggs exist, and you got to do it against people like that, right, right. Hey, man, as the game gets faster, you know these guys are these, these some of these players are getting smaller, man, and the receivers are getting smaller, but they're they're dynamic, so they're they're having success in this this day and age of the NFL. It's about widening the field instead of stretching it vertically. Yeah, for a lot of teams now, right, and uh, and speed and break tackle and stuff like that is 
is what is what helps that. Absolutely. Okay, Mike, what is your uh, realistic pick for here? Uh, Jacqueline Roy, uh, I believe I'm saying that name right. Defensive tackle out of Baylor? LSU. LSU. Yeah, Yeah, yes, and he's been linked to Dallas. Um, I think third round is right around when they, uh, they, you know, want to take a DT, Osa, Neville Gallimore, third round. Yeah. Roy, same type, you know, he'd be a more of a pass rush type uh, DT. So um, I wouldn't mind that pick at all. I think there's a lot of upside and, and giving him to Dan Quinn sounds great to me. Sounds great. Okay, Mike, here we are. Nightmare pick at pick 90. Uh, that would be any QB. That's oh. too early for me. For the yeah. QB. I, I'm I'm interested in people that replace Cooper Rush, and that's more like fifth, sixth round picks, not third round. Top, top hundred pick don't need to go to no kicker or, or quarterback, right? So there. I mean, if they if they were to take a QB at pick ninety, are you thinking, my God, are they really going to try to replace Dak, or what are you thinking there? No, because the next three years, there's they're stuck cap wise. They just are that they're yeah. they're they're out is going to be at earliest at the 2024 season, and so taking a, a top hundred pick on a quarterback to waste two years at minimum uh, just doesn't make sense because Cooper Rush is signed here for two years. So right, right. Uh, it would just be a dumb pick to me. Okay, Mike. Here we are. Pick what? What pick are we? Are? Here we are. Fourth round. And what pick is it? 129. 129. What is your dream scenario? Roshan Johnson. Hey, I'm I like it. Texas. Uh, and the reason why is I'm looking at it as like um, Pollard's the playmaker. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if we keep him past this year or not. But if you look at what uh, they wanted Ezekiel Elliott to be, Roshan Johnson does that. Short yardage, power back. Um, he's probably got a little bit more juice to him than what yeah. Zeke has at this point. Right. He's also a core special teams player for Texas. Played on all four, you know, the 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 punt return, the kick return, the um the the defensive bowl. He just does that stuff that you want a second, third running back to do. Um, and so that is my that would be my guy to fall in the fourth round. Now, for one of the playmakers to replace Pollard going into next year and, and give Pollard some rest, Tajay Spears, whatever, that's fine too. But Roshan Johnson is like we improved. We went from Pollard Zeke to Pollard Roshan Johnson. We mm-hmm. we got better on special teams than yeah. we would with Zeke. We are at least as good in short yardage. And, um, and he's a pretty good pass protector too. Not that it'll be Zeke year one, but, but you can see – over the next four years, he, he could be that type of back. I got you. Okay, so who's your realistic pick there at one one sixty two? One twenty nine. Oh, sorry, one twenty nine. All right, one sixty two. That's <laughs> that's the trade guy. Yeah. Uh, I have two fourth round um, realistic picks because of the trade back. Yeah. The first one would be Demarion Demarvion Overshown. Oh yeah, linebacker I safety guy. Love him. I re I really want them to draft this guy. He he once was a safety. Yeah. They got bigger and moved to that kind of hybrid safety linebacker. Right. And then they realized, hey, this guy has enough athletic ability to rush the passer. And he did that real well too. Now he gets lost out there, and maybe that's a factor of doing so much, you know, mm-hmm. too many things. 
But man, would I like Quinn to just be able to get his uh his, his modal that type of moldable asset to go with Sam Williams and Micah Parsons? Like mm-hmm. just hey, you don't know which one of them's gonna blitz, you don't know which one of them's gonna cover your tight end, you don't know uh uh which one's gonna um you know do this, that, or the other because they could all do so much. So uh, man, I really want him to end up on this team. The other guy was Kendra Miller. Uh, that He's been linked to Dallas all the time. TCU running back. They went and saw him a couple times. I think they really like him. And um, he would be the 129 pick. Overstrong would be the 104. Interesting. Uh, so Jason Garrett has a sleeper guy here. Mike, tell me if you've heard of him. Jason Brownlee, Mississippi Statewide receiver. 63200 I would have to look uh it doesn't sound familiar but I would have to go through in my notes he's definitely productive for sure and he has the size yeah that uh that Dallas likes so maybe that's something they get a fihoku type you know size speed guy they try to develop hey out of Dax alma mater man you don't see too many guys coming out of there no maybe Dak uh maybe Dak you know he got that list and Dak goes, I want this guy from my spot because I know I can work and build with him. Okay, so, Mike, here we are with the fifth-round pick. Okay, is this pick 162? Uh, Yeah, it sounds somewhere in there. That sounds okay. about right. Okay. What's your – oh, wait, did we didn't do Nightmare for a fourth-round pick. Sorry. I don't have a Nightmare anymore just okay. because they're so late. So far, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so what your dream your uh, dream pick here in the fifth round? Andrew Voorhees, offensive oh, guard, Lord. USC. Dude, that'd be so uh, ridiculous. He, he is a monster that would have been a top fifty pick for sure. Yeah, tore his ACL at the combine, and um, and he'll fall because you you're not going to draft a guy very early that mm-hmm. is not going to play for you year one. And if you look, that's kind of what happened with Damone Clark, top 50 pick. We ended up getting him because of his uh, spinal fusion surgery. Yeah. I'm looking for the same type of thing um, there. And uh, and then my plan would be Voorhees at left guard in 2024, Avila at center, Biotis, who you all know I love, goes and gets paid to be somewhere else because we're trying to get more powerful. Yeah. Um, and that would be my that would be my guy, Voorhees. Man, getting two starting linemen in this draft, dude, for 2024 would be amazing. And two linemen that could legitimately say these guys are top 50 guards, like for sure, top 50 interior linemen. And and it sets you up for for eventually Zach's got to go. And you'll have two big-name, badass guys in there. And um, and with the trade back picking up a couple extra picks, you're able to uh, to set that off. Mike, are you familiar with this chant here? Chi chi ha ha chi chi ha ha. What does that mean? Uh is that Jason? Like the Yes. Voorhees. Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yep, I like it. Uh, you know, Jason movies are, are underrated, but at the same time, Jason was never really scared me. It always seemed more about gore than than anything with than fear with Jason. I like Jason's because the death scenes. I remember the one where he picked that lady up in the tent and slammed it against the tree until she died. That was always it for me with Jason. It was it was the death scenes. I wonder if they'll remake a Jason anytime soon. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't cost money, and you make a bunch of money every Halloween. The the what do you call it? That that friggin' um, what was that gory movie with the clown? Um, Terrifier. Terrifier made a ton oh, of. Oh god. <laughs> oh man, dude, he looks so scary, but God, the dialogue and everything else is so so bad. Yeah, the you you watch it for the death scenes. The death scenes are cool. Yeah, and the rest of it is like eh. Exactly. So okay, so Mike, what is your realistic pick here in the fifth round? Andrew Voorhees. Mm. I think this is a, a a spot that they would absolutely do that. Dallas has taken uh Jalen Smith in the second round when he had no nerve in his leg. Mm-hmm. They, they, you we know their history with injury guys. Damone Clark just last year. Um it's just something they're not afraid to do if they think the value's right. And so I think if Voorhees is there in the fifth round and it's a possibility, definitely, that they could uh, they could do that. They, they may even do Voorhees at like 104, uh, Damarvion uh, Overshone at 129, uh, and then try to get the running back in, in the fifth, you know, see who – if Kendra Miller falls or Roshan Johnson falls or Tajay Spears falls or yeah. Demons falls. So they may even go around earlier, but the way I had it, I was like, I'm, I would be comfortable taking him in the fifth round. Man, I would, I would not be mad at all though. If they said, there's a lot of guys we like, but this guy has the most upside. Let's just go ahead and grab Voorhees here early and let the rest of the draft fall to us. Yeah. Any time in day three, that's when it's time to get injury guy. It's time to get, uh, off the field troubles guy, uh, you know, it's time to get a uh, good frame and athletic ability guy that hasn't played the position long and you need to teach him. you know, right. that's day three is the time for that. Yes, sir. Okay, Mike, if you could pick one player for Dallas to draft, who would it be? Ooh, Darnell Washington. Mm. I, I truly believe that if he reached his full potential, he could be the best player in this draft. He he just really? is. He he's he could bulk up and be a right tackle. Like he just could. He may. That might be his future. But he has the athletic 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 t- testing of a great tight end. So, you know, the way I look at it is say at 26, they get Darnell Washington. They just go for it. And he never develops into a great wide receiver. Well, you've got an elite run blocker and a red zone monster to go with Jake Ferguson and Hendershot, who are your more uh, do the the other stuff. You know, Hendershot's a steam guy and everything. If he does develop, you you have a more athletic Gronk. Like, you have a, a absolute killer. So, Darnell Washington would be the – I would be the guy I'd risk. I feel like – 26 or a trade back to 33 would be perfect for that. All right. Well, Mike, here we are with views from the sidelines. I feel like we've discussed discussed a lot of it here. Uh, just to let people know what, what we were going to discuss is who, what have you heard the Cowboys are interested in at pick 26? It sounds like a trade back, and then we really have no idea who. But have you heard anything on who do you think they really like there at pick 26 if, if he were to fall to them? Mayor, right. Avila, Washington, Kincaid, Torrance, or trade back. 
that would be probably the 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 list. With that many players, dude, it feels silly not to trade back, man. Yeah, because I would add Zay Flowers, I would add Hyatt, I would add Jordan Addison, I would add Quentin Johnson, um, I would add Will McDonald. Um, I would add if they were uh knocked out of everything, I wouldn't be surprised if Mazzy Smith was like the we traded down to Tennessee and we got the big deal, but the only thing left was Mazzy Smith. But we got him, we like him, and now we have a future first and another couple picks this draft, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't mention Mozzie Smith anywhere in this draft, but how excited would you be about taking him at 33? Uh, he was almost my dream picket at 58. He was almost my dream, but I thought, I was like, Avila could? There's yeah. no, no, it wouldn't be a shock. They got Connor Williams. He was supposed to be a, a, a you know, a, a top, 40 guy at worst. There was talk about him being the end of the first round. And yeah. he ended up lasting to them uh, at 50 in the second. There's only eight more picks. So w- which two would you rather have? Would you rather have Mozzie Smith and uh, – and I forgot who I was going to say. Or uh, Mozzie Smith at 33 or Steve Avila and Marvin Mims at 33 and 58. So it's Mozzie Smith at fifty at thirty three, but who's at fifty eight? Let me think, because I had somebody and I I got too excited, so I forgot. All right, so it's it's. Let's all say a uh, Tipman. I would rather have uh, the not Mozzie Smith, the Marvin Mims and uh, Steve Avila. Because I'm okay, trying then, to help. I'm trying to help the offense. Oh, here here's a guy here. Is he a Banaconda man? A speedster. Running. Yeah, that would work. I would definitely uh, take that kid. And that's that's a round win, fourth, fifth round. That's when yes, I want sir. him. Okay, and also, l- let's see, take Bigsby or Kendra Miller. Yes, sir. That's what I'm saying. The, the sweet spot is day three for running backs, four, at 129 or 160, whatever we said, too. And it sounds like my next question was, uh, who, which team should we keep our eye on in our trade back? You mentioned the Titans. Was there anybody else you could think of? Texans and and I think Raiders because those would be the two teams that are looking to move up to get a fifth year option on Indian Hooker. Man, Texans making a trade to get three first round, three day one picks. That'd be kind of crazy. Build up. You want to give D'Amico Ryan stuff? Let him get two top twelve defenders and then pick up your quarterback uh, into the first round. Oh yeah, Hendon Hooker, man. Hey, that'd be a that'd be a fantastic way to start that rebuild, sir. Yeah, that would not be bad. I have him as third on my top five quarterbacks. So while you're thinking uh, probably Jalen Carter and then uh, one of the top-tier cornerbacks and then Hendon Hooker there in the first round if Texans were to do something like that? Well, I would say probably Will Anderson or Tyree uh, mm, Wilson at, the edge gotcha. at two. And then at 12, uh, Devin Witherspoon or Joey Porter. And then trade up to 26 and get Hendon Hooker. That's a oh, nice man. draft right there. That's, that's pretty nasty, my friend. Yeah, that's clean. Okay, Mike, here we are with one word. Now that the draft is here, I'm feeling blank. Tense. Ooh. Because there's there's not a wrong way, but there's underwhelming ways to do it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if we had a great GM, like a great knows how to work the trades and everything, that we could really come out of this draft being pretty special like a chance to be 
a special team the next few years. Or we could come out going, we're right in that mix. We're, we'll see how the how the game falls, but we're right in that Niners-Eagles mix. But they have a chance to come out of this like, okay, here, here we go. This three-year window could be special. Mm. Yeah, what's, what's interesting, Mike, I had this thought the other day, but we've had so many good drafts in a row. It, it almost feels like, man, we're due for a bad one, dude. Tense. Tense. I got you. Uh, for me, Mike, you know, now that the draft is here, I'm feeling I'm feeling anxious because I mentioned, you know, we don't know who they're going to take. There's a chance they're going to trade back and, you know, not make even make a pick on day one, which makes me anxious because this weekend I'm moving. I already don't have cable. I'll be busy all day. So, you know, I'd like to see them make a pick on Thursday night. Like, so I could sit there on the couch and have my snacks and a beer and, and watch them make a pick. But mm-hmm. if not, then I might be having to listen on my, you know, I might have to listen on my earbuds if, if allowed, or, you know, I might just miss the pick entirely. And that would suck. No, no Thursday night pick. Let's get an early Friday pick. And I will text you what the pick is. I will gladly take one for the team. If, if it's a if it's a good pick, Mike. And let's see here, Jason Garrett, the clapper. I like the Wayne McBride, but they never threw the ball to running backs at UAB. The kid that kind of worries me need a running back that can catch. That's why we have Tony Pollard. Yeah, Tony. Because I was gonna say Roshan Johnson is not the receiver either. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Here we are with top five. We haven't had one of these in a while. Been a minute. And, uh, yeah, you know, now that we're kicking up the new year, we. I thought it'd be interesting for us to talk about our goals for the pod, something we've never we've never done or discussed. I mean, of course, I've had things that I'd like to accomplish I've never really discussed with you or anything, not that I'm hiding them, obviously, but I'm interested to see what your list would be. So uh, start us off with the, number five. What is your uh, What are your top five goals for the pod in 2023, Mike? I really – this one's kind of a selfish one, but it just is what it is. I don't want to look so fat on screen. Hey. I need to lose weight. Like I gotta get twenty pounds off, dude. It, it's dude, you not- ain't the only one. I'm Zach Martin 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice you changed the name. It's so good, so good. Oh, if only we were like uh, catch this fade and we released our pre roll. Yeah, that would be uh, it. Would be fun stuff. Hey, you know, maybe, I mean, we've talked about doing that, but I, maybe I should start recording that and putting that in to get the audience a little taste of our pre-roll discussions. I say so many bad things in pre-roll. Like, I would get so in trouble in pre-roll. Like, I probably would just be killed if we could stream yard ban us like like we got kicked off a of wager wire. We <laughs> had one show with me, and we got kicked off a of wager wire. That's something else. Oh, it's okay. all right. Hey, there's nothing wrong with with wanting to look good for the show, Mike. Nothing wrong at all. For me, I have uh, number five is have a guest for every offsides episode, including the including the playoffs. You know, our first couple of years, we were very lucky and successful with guests. In year three, man, we had a hard time. People would like commit, and they wouldn't get back to me. Sometimes I'd reach out, we'd get a discussion going, then I'd ask, and they never they never respond. They would just ghost me. So, you know, it, it was a rough year three, man. This year with guests was tough. It really was. It, it, we had great ones, but week to week, it was like, oh, is it going to happen? Yeah, off-season, man, our guests were amazing, but it was just for offsides in particular. It was like, dude, man, nobody wants to wants to jump on with us. It, it was kind of strange. Yeah, it, 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 you know, we'll pick it up this one. It, it, we'll, we, we'll get the schedule early and start 
finding out some people. Exactly. So number four on my list, Mike, I want to have 20 or more people tune in live on a live stream. Like, you know, Jason Garrett joins us every week. Usually it's JJ tour. Let's go. And then there's a man, I forget. There's another gentleman that that's usually with Jason Garrett that joins us. I think it's like JC, I believe his name is who usually joins us, but it'd be pretty cool to see, you know, double digit numbers watching with us commenting and, and tuning in live man i think that that'd be, that'd be pretty cool that would be awesome our pods would last longer though because we like to respond to oh, the God. comments we would i would at some point have to go like start to like not ignore but kind of look and go okay you know we're flowing with the show here where exactly. i just like to interact so exactly. look how long this one is and, and it's just us and and jason garrett the real well, yeah i mean you know, and I think if somebody's taking the time to tune in and watch a show and comment, the least you can do is show them some love or comment at least to, to one or two of their comments. You know what I mean? I agree 100%. All right, Mike, what's number four on your list? Number four on my list is specifically I want to have Jeff Cavanaugh on. Ooh. I love the guy. I, I, I love, love, love Jeff Cavanaugh. I just think he's what he's just good at this. Like Exactly, he, yeah. He when he, when he just comes on and does a mock draft, you want to watch him. He just yes. he's that type of special person. And then his platform he uses mm -hmm. like, hey, love everybody. All right. Therapy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he lets everybody in on his his battle with dip addiction. Like he just is just a great dude. He's uh, one uh, he's one of the people, man. Yeah. I am an enormous, enormous, enormous fan of his. And I've been on Studio de Jefre. And um, with his show and stuff, you know, it's hard. You know, his content, he wants to put his content on YouTube, which obviously makes sense. He right. has a show on The Freak. Um, but uh, but I, I would like to have him on, even if it's just a, a, a you know, a 30-minute one, one of the 30-minute episodes where – we just talk something cowboys, you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Him, Jeff Cavanaugh, KT Fun Tweet, shout out to Kevin Turner and Brian Broaddus. They really I, – I always like the draft, but, you know, listening to them talk about players and break them down really took my love for the draft to the next level. Yeah, I agree. There's a, there's a forum of special people. Dane Brugler would also – I would want oh, on. Man. I love yeah. Dane. My KT, God. we've had on. Um, dude, I couldn't believe when he came on, bro. That was great. Him and Dalton Miller, dude. I know. I love Dalton. Dalton's so good. Dalton's living the life, dude. Man, he's really? living the life, and he's he's a beast. Uh, one of the nicest humans. Uh, Brian Broadus has been on with Cam a bunch. That guy's on everything. He's my absolute number one favorite is Brian Broadus of all yes. podcasts. Um. And so he would be great. And then the the you know there's um, we all know I love Kyle. I believe we had Kyle on the show, didn't we? Kyle Yeomans, no. Yes. No, we never had Kyle Yeomans on the show. I think I was on one with him, but maybe it wasn't here. No, it wasn't. Here. I, I, I'm a big fan of Kyle. And then um, Aisha Morrison, new to the draft show. Yeah. And there's a I didn't want to say the new name because there's another new name that I friggin' know, and I'm blanking. Is that and, and that's it. God, I suck. And then Bobby Belt, like the new crew that comes on the draft show, and and they're all beast. And once you're on, like you're part of that now. Yes, like you're the Hellman, the Kavanaugh, mm -hmm. the Broadus, the Kevin Turner, 
now Aisha and Zach are and Bobby Bell are the new crew and uh Dane, of course, who's the godfather for me. I mean, he's, Man, for he's real. a guy. Absolutely. Okay, Mike, number three on your list. No, wait, did you say you know you said number four? What number three yeah, on your list? Or I did three is reach a larger audience like okay, you. Of course, yeah. Um, I'd like to 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 get out there to more people and have them interact and and have them and it's happening now like we we are it's it's growing so it's, it's growing great. yeah but really even is. more and more you know just just keep it going for me mike man i i don't this is probably borderline bucket list but how amazing would it be to have des bryant come on as a guest for the dallas cow for the cowboys beef pod dude oh Oh, that's a good one. That is a great goal. Like this easily could have been number one, but dude, that would be amazing. I hey, follow you on Twitter, bro. I was gonna that's say cool, dude. I I've I have that picture in my phone when oh, he followed man. me. Uh it was like, is this for real? Like I yeah. went and looked like this is not the real Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's really Des. Yeah, I follow him and he follows me. And the thing that's cool about him. He knows that that he's my second favorite player all time about Dallas, but he also knows I keep it real about the last three years when people have been like, Des Bryant, come back. I'm like, no, dude, we're not bringing Des Bryant. It's not. It's just not a thing. I love the guy. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, I'd love to get Des on. Hey, man, crazier things have happened, Mike, but you know what? It never hurts to reach out and just try. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, maybe I'll have to do that and see if I can get him on. Yeah. Okay, so number two on my list, Mike. I want to have 1,000 subscribers on YouTube by week one of the season. I like it. I think it's very possible. Let's 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 uh, let's get it down. I'm I'm up for it. That's a good. You see, you notice me? It's like don't look fat on camera. And this guy's all things like goals for the pod, good things for the pod. I'm selfish. Like I want to eat food. I want to be able to eat while I talk. No, but you know what? You're the brain to the podcast, Mike. And then if you, you know, you lose those twenty pounds, pounds, and then you're like the the looks of the podcast. That'd be that'd go that'd go pretty far, Mike. I don't think I can get past the Zach Martin 2.0, dude. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I'm not matching that, dude. This beard. I mean, honestly, I, I of course I need to lose at least twenty pounds myself. But the beard, like when it is this thick, it does not help. That uh, the hair though, the hair is just set, just scream Zach Martin. I don't know why, but when I saw it, I instantly was like, "You're Zach Martin, dude." You know what? I don't think Zach Martin's a bad looking guy, so I really do take that as a compliment. He is not. He's the captain for a reason. Yes, sir. All right, Mike. Number two on your list. Number two on my list is is make people appreciate what you do more and try to help Ooh. to that end. Um. People come on and I'm always because I talk because I'm the guy that talks 90% of the show. Yeah. Everybody's like, you know, oh yeah, Mike. Oh yeah, across the county. Oh, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes <laughs> on, he knows his stuff. Paul says it all the time. You know, that's the guy. I only talk, guys. Guests, so show sheet, the the timing of the show, like everything it takes to make a podcast is all Paul. I don't even help. And he has a job as I do. He has family. He has a, he does every, you could literally get anyone with knowledge that could talk to do my job. Anyone could. All they got to be able to do is talk and, and know what they're talking about. 
Paul is the key to, there is no show without Paul. When Paul missed the show, I'm, I'm just going to say this straight out. Paul missed the show and he was like, do you think you can handle this show by yourself? And by that end of that day, we did not have it. We did not go on. I could not get on the air and we had to do it later on in the week and we ended up doing it. But like, you know, people think it's, it's the guy that talks and, and he knows each draft pick and he, and he, and he knows the offense or what. Nah, dude, there ain't no podcast without Paul. He does every guest that comes on like the Des thing. I need to reach. I need to do that to help more. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. Where where Paul, if it was the other way, Paul would be every week that, hey, you, can you come on? Hey, I don't want to bug you, man. I'm sorry, but we really would love to have you on. Hey, check yeah. this out. Here's a link to our thing. Watch it. If you think it's cool, you know, come on. And he gets people like Kevin Turner and uh, and uh, 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 Dalton Miller. And he gets these guys uh, – him and LP worked, uh, Tad Prescott got on because of you and LP doing your thing. Like it just, it's, it's, he is the show. I just talk a lot. Well, Mike, I appreciate the high praise, man. I, and without you, there's definitely no show, of course. But I will say, don't sell yourself short because remember, you did an episode. It was you and not to be trite. For whatever reason, I ended up missing that episode. And you, you took the the charge there. You took the lead there, and y'all had a really good episode. But I could tell, like, I remember listening to it, and you were just like, "So I hate to say unsure of yourself, but that's really what it was like." Is you're like, "I don't know how he does this, man, without Paul." Like, man, I don't know. It's like you, you didn't. You were structure. not comfortable at all. I'm not good at structure. You yeah. literally structure everything, and I just talk. I, all I had to do is come in and go. What's the next thing? All right, I'm mean, yeah, five minutes about that. It, it makes it like a mill eat so easy to be on a podcast when somebody does 95% of the work and yeah. then you get to talk 95% of the time. It's a perfect balance, in my opinion, Mike. I think we I've said this several times, but we we never share like we've never shared our answers with each other. We've never like uh, you know, we've never met in real life, but we some we somehow have have this chemistry that's been you know here we are year four and we've never even met yeah we um it's funny because people think we've been friends for forever just from us being on here i'm like i never met paul we we, we see each yeah. other this he lives in texas i'm in or texas yeah Tejas. My yeah, texas, texas. My yeah and i live in california and it's just you know what we, we both ain't got that kind of money <laughs> right Maybe but, one yeah, day, man. I, that's that's a that's a goal for sure. I um my oh for sure that is like goal one. That would be amazing. Um, I just I don't want you to think that I don't appreciate what you do to make me to give me a platform to speak. Oh, because yeah. that's basically what it is. You give me a platform to talk to Cowboys Nation through your hard work, and I don't ever want you to to sit there and go. You know, as many times as I, as, as everything I do for him, you know, he misses this state or he does this or that. And all, you know, you could get anybody to come on and talk. All they got to do is be able to come on and talk and be informative. Yeah. I, I'm a lot. There is no podcast if you're switched out. So I just hope people realize that. Oh, I sure do appreciate that, man. I can't thank you enough. That, that made my day, sir. That toothache is, is hurting a little less, my friend. 
Oh, I'm a little bit of aura gel. <laughs> so, Mike, here we are. Number one. What's number one on your list? Number one is continue to love it. Oh, man. I love doing – I love this. Like, how many times have we had – I mean, you had a – today you've had a, a shit day. It's just been busy. So there's been times where it's just been hard. And we just get on and start talking Cowboys, and by the end of the podcast – it's just been a better day. It's like, oh, all right, yeah. I'm ready to, I'm ready to get going. And I just four years in and I'm, I'm not joking you. It feels like we've done it for a year. I'm right. not even, that's not a made up exact. It feels like it's been a, a year because it's gone. It's like, damn, four years, four years. I, I just flew by and, and we don't take breaks. We do all, all off season all the way through. And it, it just, flies by it's so much fun i i love it so my number one goal is to just continue to love doing it it's funny you say that because i mean we started this podcast during covid man and that was you talk about therapeutic dude the other day i was sitting here i was at home and we hadn't recorded i think it's been like maybe two weeks prior to today and i'm like man I'm, i haven't been recording fantasy i haven't done a cowboy show in a while it's like it made me realize how therapeutic the show is how not only do i love it but it's like it it does something for me, man. I'm like, you know, today you mentioned I had a crappy day. I almost was like, dude, can we postpone till tomorrow? But I was like, no, I'm going to push through. And here we are at the end of the episode, dude. And I, I feel fantastic, bro. And it's, and we don't normally go this long, but we knew mock draft and everything. It was good yeah. for the draft and an anniversary show, but it's exactly. like the hour and a half flew by. It, it honestly, I looked up and when we started the mock, mock, uh, mock draft, it was like 48 minutes, and I was like, where the hell did the 48 minutes go? Yeah, exactly. We didn't even talk about food. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's okay, insane. Mike. Uh, yeah, sorry to mean to cut you off there, but number one on my list, sir, I, I want us to earn enough money on the podcast, dude, that we can send you to Disneyland, my friend. Oh, that was, how nice is that? That would be – no, us – the goal oh, should be wow. your family and I, me and maybe Mitchell or whatever go down there and we just have a quiet, bro. across the Cowboys podcast Disneyland trip and we post everything and and yeah that would be that would be sick as hell, man. Dude, to to be in Disneyland and for us to share that first churro to to have that first churro, man, that'd be that'd be something else. That'd be like life coming full circle, dude. I know, bro. And we just get the regular, the, the basic. You got to try the basic one first because then you get the the appreciation of the other churros. Man. Yeah, I've seen so many churro picks, dude. <laughs> it's like, man, I want to ask you what's been your favorite one, but that's like an impossible question. No, no. Uh, the Fluffernutter churro, dude. Oh, still? Oh, uh, that peach cobbler one was great. Yeah. But. The fluffernutter churros, that marshmallow peanut butter like mixture, just is so good. Dude, I was thinking about making that a pizza dessert pizza, marshmallow fluff like peanut butter. I didn't know what else I could add to it, but I was like, that would be kind of an interesting pizza, dude. Yeah, make a marshmallow uh, peanut butter sauce. Use the marshmallow fluff and make a peanut butter sauce, and then top it with chocolate chips and white chocolate chips. Oh wow! You don't think that'd be too sweet? Uh, the peanut butter sauce should should mellow it out a little bit and make the chocolate like dark. Yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, or bitter something that that sweet or something. Yes, 
Interesting. Yeah, because I was thinking about the marshmallow fluff could be the base. Yeah, definitely. But then I don't know how I could incorporate the the peanut butter. So maybe a peanut butter Drizzle. sauce would be the better way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're starting to talk about food, Mike. We better get out of here. It's yeah. about an hour and a half, my friend. Yeah. Happy anniversary, dude. Four years, brother, and man, I cannot tell you how much better I feel, dude. I feel amazing, man. It's always a pleasure, Mike. Four years strong. Thursday night. Yeah, yeah come on, wrap it up. We gotta go. No, just <laughs> <laughs> Mike, as always, man, it's a pleasure, sir. Before we get you out of here, remind the people where they can find you on Twitter. At CD Piglet, guys. Letter C, letter D, Piglet. Nice and easy. Jason Garrett, man, thank you so much for always supporting us, man, and for joining the show, dude. It means more than you know. It means more than I can say. But, uh, guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. He kind of makes me feel bad for how much I've dissed Jason Garrett. 